Hi everyone, I'm Eric Garneau, and this is Blank Cassette, the show that takes a close look at your mixes to get the stories behind the songs. This week, we're featuring a mix-making pro in David Monk, a man who became known as the Mix Guy and totally leaned into that, even going so far as to create a mixtape request form on Google Docs. Today, David's sharing one of his favorite mixes to result from that form, a quote, study of the form of the breakup song requested by his friend Michelle. Can one take a calculated approach to something so heart-wrenching? We'll see! Uh, worth noting, there are a lot of cool extras for this episode. Uh, I'm linking David's mixtape request form on the website post for this, for one, uh, because I think it's pretty amazing. Uh, he asked some incredible questions I think you guys would really enjoy looking at that. Uh, also, later in the show, he mentions that he also wrote a haiku for every song on this mix. Um, I'm going to post the complete haiku collection on our Patreon page. That will be part of the Nerdlogs Digital Museum there, which you can access for a $5 a month donation. And that money goes to helping create shows like this one, so we really appreciate it. Uh, and that donation also gets you access to all sorts of neat extras, including many for this very show. Uh, but anyway, David's music taste is pretty incredible. And I think I've yapped at you enough, so let's get to it! My name is David Monk, and uh, this is uh, a breakup mix I made for my friend's girlfriend about five years ago. So through high school, I was like the music guy. Like somehow the duty fell on me, or like my identity became to be the music guy with my friends. And I also loved to proselytize my taste, and especially loved to do it when I was a teenager. So that ended up meaning that I made a ton of mixes, and also that meant people asked me for mixes all the time. Like many <laughs> in high school, I was the guy who made the mixes. So it got to such a critical point that, and I also got so pretentious that I decided one day to make a form that people could fill out to formally request a mix with uh, all the data I needed to cater it to their particular taste. There were a bunch of questions. <laughs> uh, I mean, it started out fairly basic, like what what genre of music do you like? Do you like rock? Do you like rap? Do you like uh, EDM? Do you like metal? things like that. Uh, it also got a little more uh, abstract. Like, I think there was one on there, like, uh, if there was a movie based on your life, what would the title be, and what would be the song on the opening credits? So I got more of a, yeah, a taste of that, I guess. I was particularly pleased with how this mix came out, just in terms of how I think it holds up pretty well, I guess. I would say when I make a mix, it has to, I have to, it has to be something I like. I would never put something on a mix that I didn't think was good. 
but I definitely have stretched my own taste making them. Like one of the fun parts for me of making mixes is discovering stuff to fit somebody's taste. Uh, and I have a pretty broad taste and I like to broaden it that way. So if somebody is into, I don't know, uh, I can't even think of a weird genre I don't know, like noise metal. Like I don't know any noise metal, but I would totally listen to a bunch of noise metal. I'm sure there's something in there that's like weird or interesting or does something original that I could latch onto. mix was for uh, Michelle, uh, my friend Ben's then-girlfriend, now-wife. So, fortunately, this did not result in the uh, consequence of a lot of breakup mixes. Uh, but uh, in her form, she made a comment about how she loved breakup songs even before she knew they were breakup songs, despite having never actually gone through a traumatic breakup herself, which I thought was very funny. Because I can, <laughs> I can sort of relate to this. Uh, or at least I did at the time. So I made a breakup mix for her, kind of w- a winking 
that it wasn't intended to be that sorrowful, but to be like a study of the form of breakup mixes, I guess. I thought about it a bunch. I mean, I've I've broken up with people. I've gone through bad breakups, but I, nothing like you know life catastrophic. But it's sad. It's a it's a tumultuous period in a person's life. And uh, thinking about why breakup songs are so interesting, I think uh, I don't. There's a quote at the beginning of Anna Karenina that's kind of famous. That's a uh, I'm going to butcher it, but uh, every happy family is the same, and every unhappy family is unhappy in the, their own way. I kind of feel like that symbolizes why breakup songs are more interesting to me. Like, being in love is a common topic for songs, but a lot of those emotions are similar. The palette of things you can express is a little more narrow. Uh, with breakups, you can... Uh, it's a very... When things go wrong, they go wrong in a specific way. So there are different things that go wrong and whenever something ends or something doesn't work out. So you can express a lot more in those kinds of songs and cover a lot more interesting emotional territory.
Emperor X's song, Erica Western Teleport, that definitely is like, he's wearing the nerd badge on his sleeve in a very self-conscious way. I think it also channels, the reason I like that song is a bunch of reasons. I think the melody is really strong. I think the lyrics are hilarious and sad and uh, arcane, but also that you can tell this is like a nerdy dude who's reflecting inward, like hardcore, like really examining what is going on in his life, which I think breakups tend to do to people. You get very inward-looking and reflective. I, I relate more to the, like, what's wrong with me emotion than the how great this other person is outside of me emotion a lot of the time. <laughs> it's, it's more of a type B personality trait, I guess, so that's part of the appeal of these songs. What do I do? What do 
face burn red You're hotter than hell And I've been long gone, couldn't you tell The smoke in the air Couldn't hide my shame So I lit up on that silver screen Yeah, I, so I put two Fleetwood Mac songs on this mix, one by Stevie Nicks and one by Lindsey Buckingham, who infamously had a probably the most catastrophic musical breakup of all time. Uh, part of that is because I love Fleetwood Mac, and I will find an excuse to talk about or put Fleetwood Mac into every conversation or list I can put them into. Uh, another is because it's cool to... It was a good opportunity to, to see both sides of the same relationship in two songs. You don't often get that window. And also, they were definitely writing about each other, whereas a lot of other breakup songs are more, like, theoretical, or, you know, you invent a character and you write about it. This is clearly, they were full-on in, like, locked in, trying to shit on each other. <laughs> uh, and uh, they're very, it's a very powerful experience to see these two very strong personalities sort of rip each other up. Can I talk about Silver Springs a bit, because I love this song so much? So there's there's a great story about that song, which is that Stevie Nicks wrote that song after they broke up, and then... Uh, when they were recording Rumors, uh, Lindsey Buckingham basically blocked it from getting on the album. Uh, I I think the excuse was that it was too long and that they couldn't fit it on the record. I think probably he was just trying to screw with her as much as possible because they were in full-on like battle of att- attrition at that point. And uh, she almost quit the band <laughs> and then almost refused to sing over... Oh, the other detail is that uh, without telling her, they decided... The other bandmates decided to not include it then recorded every track except for her voice of the song that she had written years before to put in as a replacement for her, and then said, okay, we're taking your song out, and you have to sing the vocal line of this song. And she refused until she finally relented, but she did not want to do it. And if you listen, I think uh, I Don't Want to Know is the song that replaced it, and you can like hear how angry she is if you listen to that song singing in it. It's a very like pissed-off performance over a very happy song.
I also say the the P.S. I Love You song, I hadn't heard that in a number of years, and I'd listened to it recently. And I will stand by that riff as, like, one of the ten best riffs of the last ten years. I think that's such a fucking good riff. <laughs> the song is barely anything except for the riff, but I think it's so interesting <laughs> musically that I could listen to it on repeat for, like, ten hours and not be bored by it.
Yeah, that is a mildly embarrassing component of this mix, is that I included a haiku explaining every song. Uh, I can't believe I did that <laughs> in retrospect, uh, because it's so pompous. But uh, I, at the time, I thought it was fun, I guess. Reading over them, they're not horribly embarrassing now, so I guess I can let it be public knowledge that this happened. It was mostly just an excuse for me to opine on the songs I was giving people, because I have a lot of song opinions. And when I get to express them, it like gushes out of me. <clears throat> a Haiku by David Monk Somehow this song is both facetious and poignant. It's a real neat trick.
got lost, you said. I am as constant as a northern star, and I said, constantly in the darkness. Where's that at? If you want me, I'll be in the bar on the back of a cartoon coaster in the blue TV screen light. I drew a map of Canada. On it twice. Oh, you're in my blood like holy wine. It tastes so bitter and so sweet. Oh, I would drink a case of you, darling, and I would still be on my feet. Oh, I would still be on It's it's weird to go back and remember your past taste <laughs> and remember that like some things surprisingly hold up and some things do not hold up uh, and ha- it's an opportunity to reflect on how you've changed now your life's changed I guess especially when you're talking about like something as emotionally heavy as a breakups uh, it was an interesting time going back and like remembering all these things I put on this mix and thinking about like what I was thinking at the time versus what I'd be thinking about now. So Ben and Michelle got married three years ago. I'm maybe messing that date up. And they had a very unconventional wedding where they pretty much did it all themselves or had friends do stuff for them. Got married out in the desert. And uh, Michelle asked me to make a playlist for them to play over their party. So I guess the loosest definition of DJ might fall under that, but really I just made like a five-hour playlist for them to play during the party. She forgave me for whatever harm I did by giving this to her. been listening to Blank Cassette, a Nerdalogs production. All the music you just heard has been presented for critical and historical purposes only. If you liked what you listened to, check out full songs via our Spotify playlist or buy the songs on iTunes. Supporting the arts is the best. If you'd like to hear some bonus material that didn't make the final edit, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash nerdalogs. And for more information on the Nerdalogs and our shows, go to www.nerdalogs.com. I could bring Still, I'd be on my feet. I would still.